Strider, our host here at Author in the Headlights. And today's episode, we are thrilled to have Gail Noble Sanderson with us. She's a friend of mine, has been for a couple of years, and she just got back from a trip from Wales. Can you believe that? It's someplace I'm going to have to go. But yes. we didn't give her last week when we were scheduled to do that because she got COVID while she was over there. Uh, Wales. Now that is part of your new series coming up, or actually you have a book in that series, correct? Yes, that's correct. They're the Drew Davies Railway Mysteries, and they take place in Wales post-World War II. And so the, the next book, the second book is ready to go off to my editor in about a month. Oh, oh, oh. that's that's good. So what yeah. do you have a name for that yet? I know sometimes those change in the very last days. But... I do not. I have a list of prospective titles, mm -hmm. but no strider. I have not made a decision yet. I figure at some point my characters will make that decision for me. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Um, and you have an editor for that and, and a publisher, I presume, or is that self-published? Um, I self-publish. I have my own publishing company, no Noble Press. I started that yes. uh, about five years ago. And, and you can find that online also. You can look her up there as well as on Durham and Publishing. She's on there as a guest author and all of her books there. So, so whales. Now, why did you choose whales? Is that something you have a background with or... No, absolutely not, Strider. Um, I come from a railroading family. My father was an engineer. My uncles were engineers. My grandfather was a dispatcher. We had firemen and brakemen. My mother and my aunts worked as secretaries for the railway companies. I'm from Akron, Ohio, big railway area. And um, I grew up riding the rails with my grandmother. She would take us all over the country every holiday, every summer, and I absolutely love trains. So I wanted to always write something that might honor my family's being part of that industry. So I'm driving back from Target one day and I hear in my head, Mumbles Wales. Mumbles Wales. And I am, well trained by them at this point to say, oh no, what are you telling me? I know what you're telling me. So I got home. I knew nothing about Wales. So found out it was this beautiful village in South Wales. And that's where my books are set. As, as a historian, I get to talk about that period of time in that area where it's a perfect example of post-World War II and what was happening in Europe yes. Okay, so you went over there specifically to check on, on the area for your book and do research. That's yes. pretty cool, the things you can do as a writer. Um, I'm presuming you're going to do some uh, tax write-off for that trip because it is pertinent. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and one, of the, one of the first things that readers ask us if we write in some place that's not home to us is, well, have you been there? When I wrote my first three books that take place in France during between World War I and World War II, I got that question constantly. And I went to France twice to do research. But I wrote this first book taking place in Wales before I'd ever been to Wales. Uh -huh. And I, as I was doing my research, I connected with this wonderful historical website all about Mumbles Wales. Who knew? Oh, who knew? And Mumbles a couple, Wales. All right. Mumbles Wales. And 
there are two historians there, John and Carol Powell, that have a, a remarkable website all about the history of Mumbles. And, and I began asking questions and John and Carol and I have become fast friends over those, those couple years. So when I was planning to go to Wales, John and Carol said, please come be with us. We will take you everywhere. They, they loved my book. So during those days we were there, they, we were with us, them every day. And they took me everywhere I talk about in my book and then some, and introduced me to some other friends of theirs. One is a very popular Welsh author named Grace Thompson. She's 97 years old. And they took us for tea with her and she was fabulous. And we had a wonderful time just talking about writing. That's, so it was, it, it was wonderful. That sounds exciting. And it is especially exciting because that's you're going to be writing about it. So you pay special attention to things, the settings, the background, um, the way people talk, uh, oh. buildings, the history of it. That that really brings a person, yes. rather than just going on a vacation where you just go and have fun. That's cool. That's excellent. But it's not like actually having a particular reason to go and see things no. and pay special I, attention to texture and yes, and what they eat. And and I had a list of everything I wanted to do. And one of the things was to go to the Swansea Railway Depot. So John took Terry, my husband, and I there one day, and I was able to just be in that place where so much of my books take place. Also, his wife is uh, expert about World War II, and she was able to take us to where the Swansea Blitz occurred and give us, as you say, that texture and that background. She lived it. She was a young girl during that time. And everything we did there was with intention so that I could interpret the happenings of the time more accurately. That's good. Now, we have spoken with some other historical fiction writers, and that is something where they get pertinent information and historically accurate. The better they can get, the better their books tend to sell, because people, people are very, they want it right. And if it's not right, they'll get a hold of you and let you know that it's oh, not right. <laughs> I know. I've gotten an email from a woman who bought the book from me, and she was so excited. Her husband grew up in Wales. Well, a couple of weeks later, she sent me an email and she said, my husband and I are not happy about this book. Oh, no. You did not talk about Welsh food very much. And I assured her that I would take those into consideration in the next book. And John and Carol, I asked them, there's a chapter in my book where uh, my characters, my protagonist family is cooking the new vicar and his aunt, a typical Welsh meal. And I was asking John and Carol about so clarification. And John and Carol said, do not write about Welsh food until you are here and we will feed it to you. Not bangers <laughs> so, and mash. Huh? <laughs> that's right. Laver bread. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All kinds of uh, Okay. Now that is your Drew Davies Railway Mystery set. And you've got one you're putting out book two very, very shortly. Yes. But you have another set, a series, the Lavender Muse. The, the Lavender trilogy. Muse trilogy. Mm -hmm. And Muse is in, although that France, it's also German. It's the name of a river, but it's not the name of a town, correct? It's the name of a river, the Muse River that runs through the area. Uh, it's in northern France. It's close to Verdun. 
where my books take place. And so you have a whole series of those. I love the covers too. I mean, you had great artwork done, which is so critical to a book. It really well, is. I have to share with you Please that do. my sisters, my sister, Kathleen Noble, is a fine artist and she designed she did those. Me. I tell you what, I recommend oh excellent work. It's beautiful. And I also know, I think we talked at a convention somewhere about you taking your books to lavender festivals and, and lavender oh, yes. having a shop. And that's one of your, which makes sense. I never thought about that. But as a writer, of course, you want your books sold. You want people to read them. That's why you yes. write them. One of the reasons you write them anyway. But yes. I, I find that an amazing concept that really I hadn't thought of at that point. I was a very new writer then. And uh, to think about writing or naming or titling so that you do have a market for it. That was not my intention. And I never even thought about a niche market. Those books just came without any thought of marketing. And I thought I was just going to write one book and that was on my heart and that would be it. Well, you know how that goes. It turns into a trilogy. And, it turns uh, into a trilogy. Uh, so someone had mentioned to me that Lavender Farms, because Lavender is almost a character in these books itself. And so I sell all over the country to Lavender Farms and gift shops. Yeah. I've and even seen been... them. I've gone to places here. And said, I know, I know that person. <laughs> it's, you know, I see it on their shelves just in shops. And that is it's really so cool. fun. So now down to the writing aspect of it. your books considered um historical fiction, I believe your your Lavender Muse. Yes. And the other is, would that be cozy mystery? They're kind of cozy, historical fiction, cozy mysteries. <laughs> there because, you go. Because I, part of the reason I write historical fiction, whether it's cozy mysteries or not, is because I want people to know what these people were going through and what they experienced. And also in this, this new series of Cozy Mysteries, my protagonist is a young woman who works at the railroad. Mm -hmm. And her dream is to become a train driver. We call them engineers here, but they're yes. train drivers there, which will uh, not happen in her lifetime because it wasn't allowed. Women were not allowed. Only during the war years and mm -hmm. thousands of women across Europe were, of course, employed in many professions while the men were off fighting yeah. the wars. World War II changed so many things that way in, in history, uh, both worldwide and American. It's just amazing what we can look back and see the growth in yes. our understanding, our learning, our experiences. And I do hope that continues. I hope we don't go backwards. Um, oh, I hope so too, Strider. It's it's one of those things, and it's it's part of growth. What's next on your writing agenda? You, okay, you've almost completed your book two for that. Do yeah. you have a book three? Is that going to be a trilogy? I also? do, and I I started it while I was in Europe. Two railroad mystery is ready for final edits. Number three is uh, beginning. All right. At least up That's here. cool. That <laughs> is cool. Yeah. As far as the journal thing, let me reach right up here. Here's my my journal. Honest to goodness, yes. it's, you know, and I take it with me and I open it up and scribble. It's like, yeah. I'm a writer now. I got my own journal. And you've got your own journal. That's right. <laughs> and you should see it notes in it. And it's got, you know, little poems and sketches. And, and that's that, That's fun. what our journals are for. It's that's fun. right. It is. That is fun stuff. Now, 
what about your tools of the trade? What do you, have you found to be effective? A lot of what we're doing here is helping writers do their work and what works and what doesn't work so they can get a better start than I did, which I knew nothing. But have, do you have any tools of the trade that have worked effectively well or that didn't work well? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, of course, writers are readers. And the more we read, the better writers that we become. And if Absolutely. we are writing in a particular genre, be it memoir, fiction, whatever it is, read in that genre. And then when I read books now, I read as a learner. I read as a writer wanting to hone my craft. And part of the way I do that is through reading good writing. And I think workshops, anytime you go, can go to a workshop, anytime you can uh, collaborate with other authors reading each other's work, I think that's all important. But the most important thing is to start. If you're thinking about a plot, plot is a good place to start. And I'm a speech language pathologist by profession, and I've taught thousands of children to ask WH questions so they could engage in conversation. <laughs> That's so, good. That's so absolutely excellent so way before to think about I, that. Yes, before I start my mystery books, I say, who, what, why, where, when, how? Who did it? Why did they do it? Where did they do it? When did they do it? How did they do it? And that gives me kind of a starting place for my plot. Actually, I could break in there because my wife and I, Pam, was just talking about that this morning. She thought, you know, I wonder if I could write a cozy mystery. How do you do that? And I said, there, can. that's exactly, that's exactly the kind of thing you start with. Uh, and she's a, a um, grade school vice principal. And when she was a teacher, um, writing was a big thing of hers, and she had to tell them how to write a sentence, how to write a paragraph, you know. In fact, that's where I started writing. Yeah. I, she was right, doing her master's, and she had me read it over. And she said, well, you write way better than I do. Why don't you just write something? Start writing. But as you start writing, if, for instance, Pam were to Google uh, writing cozy mysteries, there's a certain criteria that makes a cozy mystery a cozy mystery. Yeah. In fact, pages. people may not even know what that is. Cozy they mystery not... is one that's not too violent. It doesn't have too bad language. It doesn't have too much sex. It's cozy. It's easy to read. And it fits yes. almost everyone to be able to do. So that's a cozy mystery. And right. I even found out there is cozy science fiction. Now, that one was a surprise to me. But there I... <laughs> is co there's, co there's just about cozy everything. Oh. Yeah, there's seven different categories of mystery. A cozy mystery, detectives aren't usually involved. It's somebody- Think Murder, She Wrote, the big name in, in the world that people would understand what a cozy mystery is versus a technical mystery. Yes, I love talking with other authors about their work, how they, what they think about it, how they go about it. Mm -hmm. Everybody does it different, but it's all the same. How do you, how do you market your books? Thank you for asking that. I... I have done a lot of research on marketing. Matter of fact, I'm teaching classes through Whatcom Community College and checking up writers. And I call my class marketing for authors who just want to write. Authors don't like to market. I don't like no, to market. No, we don't. But we have to, but we don't like this. But marketing doesn't have to be excruciating. And it doesn't have to be so time consuming that it takes more time than our writing. So I've developed these classes 
for uh, people just beginning to market. I'm teaching another, the next one at Village Books on November 4th from 10 to 12. People can register for it through Village Books and Whatcom Community College if they like. And basically it's to take the fear away and it's to give people some guidelines, just some basics about marketing. I am not a marketing guru, but I know what has worked for me or not worked for me. And I give people a marketing tool that before they leave the class, they've got their own individual marketing plans that they can go home and so they've got a place to start because it seems overwhelming. We just <laughs> need a place to start. All righty. I need it too. You know, we, everybody we needs that. Every author needs to market. And yeah. even if you are published by a big name publisher, you still have to market your own book. You know, still have to market. The days never coming back when they, where give they you, do the work for you. Where they, they publish do the it. work. That's, that's a big heads up for anyone who is out there that writes or is starting to write or thinking about writing. You will end up doing your own marketing. So it's something you need to learn Absolutely. and do. But first, you have to write it. I just got to notice up that we are running out of time. And right. This has been fun. I love it. Maybe we'll have to have you back one of these days. I'd um, love to, Strider. It's <laughs> my great pleasure to be here talking with you. Excellent. That's uh, So again, this is Gail Nobles Anderson. She has books out there. Check them out on her site. Check them out on DurmanPublishing.com. It has guest author there. See her books and link to them. And I'm Strider, your host here at Author in the Headlights. And thank you again, Gail, for being with us. Thank you, Strider. Bye-bye. Until next time. Bye-bye. Sponsored by DurmanPublishing.com.